You ever had somebody not text you back and automatically think it's because they hate you? This episode's for you. Hi friends, this is Bethany Jennings, and you're listening to We Should Talk. It's a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to encourage, equip, and empower you to be a decent human. Let's talk. Before we dive right in, there's some stuff that some people want to tell you, so we'll be right back. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about worst case scenario thinking. Now, the example I gave in the beginning of this episode may seem a bit extreme, but we all know we've been there. You text your friend and you're like, they didn't text me for five hours. What is happening? What did I do wrong? Do they hate me? Sometimes I have thought that. Not all the time anymore because sometimes I am that friend. (laughs) Doesn't respond for like five days. But those who know me know I don't mean anything by it. I'm just, you know, in my brain doing things and out in the world doing things. So we do sometimes tend to create Worst case scenarios, when something happens in life. And why is that? Why does our brain do that to us? Why do we create like a negative narrative about experiences in life? Here's why. When the brain experiences uncertainty in some situations, it can, um, our brain can interpret it as a danger or a threat. Not knowing what's going to happen makes makes the brain feel like it's in danger or that it's being threatened by whatever. So our brain will create a negative narrative to feel more safe as an explanation of what, even if the explanation is horrible and way beyond the reality of what's happening, our brain somehow feels safer with an explanation. Because the brain really doesn't care about making you happy. Your brain ain't worried about you being happy. Your brain's only focus is keeping you safe, right? That's the basic instinct of survival. It doesn't really care if you're happy. It just needs you to be safe. And if you can explain something, you feel safer about it. And that's a whole different episode. But you feel safer when your brain can explain something. Your brain feels safer, right? Which is you. When you can explain what's going on, even if the explanation is horrible, awful, worse than reality. Because even though you have happy chemicals in your brain, your brain's main focus, its main job is not to keep you happy. It's to keep you alive, to help you survive, right? It wants to keep you safe. So when we experience something unpleasant or we experience something that um, triggers a reaction based on things we've experienced previously in our lives... Our, our brain doesn't just react to what's actually happening at that particular moment, but it also reacts to the meaning that we as individuals apply to what's happening. So it's not just the reality of what's happening, it's what we feel in that moment and how we are interpreting it, the, the meaning we put on it based on what we've experienced in previous events. I said this, uh, I believe the last episode, that our feelings are real. 
but they are not reality. You may really feel like your friend is doing something horrible. You may feel betrayed by your friend. But maybe your friend ain't betraying you. Maybe they just took a nap. Right? So you can feel mad at your friend, but this doesn't really mean that there was a reason to be mad at your friend. Maybe your brain's just playing a trick on you. So maybe in the past your friend has been, you have been in a friendly relationship with a backstabber. At least you were trying to be friendly. Apparently they weren't. Or maybe previously you have been in a relationship romantically where the person uh, used you to be a housekeeper only. And so you think when your current relationship, your current partner asked you to take out the trash, your current partner asks you to run by and pick up the cleaning from the cleaners, you think, oh, he just looks at me as a housemate. Oh, she just thinks I'm her servant. Well, that may not be the case. Maybe this is, you know, they're forming a partnership in life with you. But because you've experienced things in the past, you project that meaning, right? And you feel used and you feel uh, taken advantage of, but they're not really trying to take advantage of you. That feeling is real. You can really feel that way, but it doesn't mean that's really what's going on. Feelings are real, but they are not reality. So we try really hard to put uh, meaning to events, and that meaning can be muddled with previous experiences in life. So what are you talking about? Give me some examples. Um Say you have a classmate, you're, you're a college kid, right? You have a classmate who says, hey, I can't be there tomorrow. Can I borrow your notes? And immediately you think, what a lazy bum. I cannot believe that they're using me. I cannot believe. Maybe they had a doctor's appointment, you know? But because you had a classmate before who never showed up to class and who always used you to pass the class, you feel like this person's doing the same. And so your brain has created an explanation for a scenario that makes it feel unsafe. And it's the worst case scenario. Or maybe uh, your husband can't take the baby for a day. And so you think, he just thinks that I'm the only parent in this relationship. Well, maybe not, but you might feel that way because in past relationships, you've had to carry the responsibility of everything. Again, so it's worst case scenario, or maybe they were, you're dating somebody and they're late to the date and you immediately think, uh, uh-uh, they're being, they're cheating on me. I just know it. They're lying to me. They got something else going on. They, they're. There's a gambling problem. There's a drinking problem. <laughs> They're a drug addict. And so your brain starts creating all these possible explanations for the experience because it feels unsafe and it feels uncertain. But that doesn't mean that's what's actually happening. And so what happens when we do this is we make our current relationships pay for the sins of our past relationships. And it's not fair to your partner, your current partner, whether it's a friend, a husband, 
a wife, a boyfriend, girlfriend, a classmate, a teacher, or whatever. Sometimes it's even our pastor, right? We're like, well, he didn't come over. He didn't shake my hand, and he didn't blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe he's dealing with a stupid saint. It's not that he doesn't want to talk to you. I'm sure he'd rather talk to you than the stupid saint. But he's got to deal with some stupid choices other stupid saints have made. Right? Or maybe he's under a lot of stress and he needs a break. Or maybe there were some papers that he had to sign immediately after church. But because you had a previous experience with a spiritual leader who wasn't kind and who did take advantage of you and who did treat you like the plague... He may have done that in the past, but that was a different leader. That's not this leader. And so don't make this person pay for the sins of another person, right? The Lord's the only one that should ever have to do that. He didn't even have to do that, but he did it for us, and that's really nice of him. But don't project your past experiences onto your current relationships. How do we avoid doing that? Well, step one is by recognizing that's what you're doing. And step two is by taking a step back taking a breath, and waiting for an actual explanation. Not demanding you tell me where you were and you tell me why you did this. and you, Because then you're going to sabotage your relationship. But being willing to have those conversations and say, hey, what, what was up? Why were you late? Or are you okay? Because you didn't text me back, right? You can have that conversation without saying, you didn't text me back and I know it's because you hate me. Don't be that person. Nobody likes that person. It's an unpleasant truth, but a truth nonetheless. So anyways, that is a worst case scenario thinking. Um, I hope this episode has been enlightening and I hope it makes us all better people. Talk to you next time. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. And thank you for talking to me today. Y'all go like and follow and review and do all the podcast things that people do. And um, don't forget to be a good human.